Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast. Catch you up on everything Nixy, shitty, Friday night, ruined, in a blunt worth of time. We're three Knicks addicts. Dougie Fresh, what's good? See no Halliburton, hear no Halliburton, speak no Halliburton. That sounds like sacrilege to me. We also got D Boy. <sighs> exactly my thoughts exactly and it's me the melancholy knicks fan monty sacramento 103 new york 94 walt suit looking like a chanel cowboy tumbleweed tweed appropriate for a visit to cowtown we're gonna get into quick hits quick hits Every night we like to give out flowers on this show. Let's get right to it. The Luke Walton, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to De'Aaron Fox, who put up 22 points and 7 assists while committing 0 turnovers. The Bugs Bunny, strongest teeth award, goes to Buddy Heald, who actually shoots threes with his incisors. The Tibbs, throat coat, scream of the game, goes to Alfred Payton for getting absolutely sauced by a De'Aaron Fox crossover for a slam right out of a timeout with 149 to go. The Lizzo, you could have had a bad bitch trophy, goes to Tyrese Halliburton, who showed up Leon Rose to the tune of 16 points, five boards, four blocks, and two steals. And the sad stat of the game, the Knicks shot five for 22 from three, including offers from Randall, Payton, Bullock, and Toppin. Number one defense one night, shut down by the number 30 defense the next. Jason Kidd to Mello one year. Baino Udre to Andrea Bargnani the next. The poetry of tonight is poignant. Fox wrote the book on being quick, leaving the young wildcat looking sadder than the end of a Steinbeck novel. Our hometown hero Obadiah looked like he passed out on the M train and missed a stop while Tyrese Halliburton rolled like a steam engine towards that California gold dust. Perhaps it was the edibles that put us all to bed in the sleep train arena tonight, but I stayed up too late for this shit. This day in Sadnik's history, January 22nd, 1988, LA 113, New York 112, Pat Cummings took on half the Lakers in a fourth quarter brawl. Patrick Ewing dropped 21 velvety points, but Kareem sealed the game with four straight skyhooks, reminding Pat who the greatest center of all time was. The forum was rocking, but maybe Coach Riley saw something that day. Sacramento leading by nine, followed up by Bagley, turns it over. Look at Halliburton, unsung hero tonight. No look pass, 
the finish by Holmes. Julius Randle is putting up all-star numbers. He's spinning and winning while committing egregious blunders at the same damn time. He's both the Knicks' best player and their greatest weakness. Knicks fans have a very short attention span. Think back to a month ago. Everyone was hype on the OB train and was questioning who should get the starting spot. Calf injury to Toppin and the best games of Randall's career later were staring down the barrel of doubling down on this experiment. What's the plan? Look, Julius Randall for stretches of this game was the only adult in the room for the Knicks. He was putting the bucket in consistently when everyone else was stopping the ball. No one else was stepping up and making shots. Alec Burks was saucing into the wall, doing absolutely nothing. Quickly was getting bottled up. What other choice did we have in a game like tonight? No one else can get their own shot. RJ got his shot, but, you know, that would mean that we'd have to invest in youth movement and not just roll with whatever power forward we picked up last season and decided to not trade at the deadline. I'm so tired of the empty stat stuffing. Randall this season playing 37, 38 minutes a game, 22 points, 11 boards, six assists. Who gives a shit? We had empty stat stuffing when Mello was here and I'll rep Mello to the day I die. This is leading the Knicks to nowhere to more losing seasons where we just miss out on the playoffs and we never get a franchise player. I'm going to flip-flop on myself here and say Julius Randle is helping with our team's development. You know why? Because his terrible help defense and just floating through the defensive end of the court helps Mitch become the best interior defender possible because he has to guard two to three people a play. You want to talk about development? Julius Randle is the worst possible thing to the development of the Knicks young players. Every time Toppin gets in, it's to correct the mistakes of the Knicks starters. Same goes for Emmanuel quickly. It is an impossible expectation for these players to come in and be able to fix the mistakes of a shitty Alfred Payton. Obi Toppin got his moment tonight. He came in in a pivotal stretch in the second quarter, a pivotal stretch in the fourth quarter, and he did nothing with his minutes. And I'm really sorry to say that. He put up six points, three of seven shooting. He couldn't find a rhythm whatsoever. And every time he would isolate, brick. That's what disturbs me about him right now. Development is not just about minutes. It's not just about shot attempts. It's about situations that you are put in. He has to play the game of his life every game in order to stay on the court. So I don't know. Randall is the game plan right now, like it or not. Sounds like bad coaching to me. Sounds like why even draft Obi Toppin then if this was your game plan? I called him a bus jokingly, but we're putting him in bus situations. It's like, hey, kid, uh, you're going to have an all-star play in front of you. He's not really going to teach you the way to play because you have different game than him. But go ahead. Go out there for 12 minutes and cook. See how that works out in your first season when you're already 23. What's the conversation that we're having if RJ doesn't end up turning the ball over at the end of the game? Sure. Blame it on the 20-year-old, not the guy who clanked five shots at the end of the game and couldn't even hit the rim. Julius Randle is a choke artist in the end of the game. You remember that layup he hit when the Knicks actually won a couple nights ago? That was a fucking offensive, offensive foul. foul. I know it was. We all saw it. <laughs> Julius Randle is not built for crunch time. 
The Knicks are building a future around him. And yes, Monty, the Knicks should have drafted Tyrese Halliburton. He is a stud. That man can play point guard. And instead, the Knicks want Julius Randle to man that position. No, they want Alfred Payton to be the point guard. Because, you know, we dropped him and then re-got him for, what, three, five billion dollars for one year. Because that was the long-term vision we had going in. You had a guy here sitting, Tyrese Halliburton, that answers two of your needs, shooting and point guard play. But no, we'll go with Obi Toppin, the old dude who looks a little stiff. I really don't know what's up with his tight ass shoulders, bro. He needs to go to a chiropractor or something. That shit needs to be broken open. It's hard to look at. Rolling. Light. Smoke that. It's time for Quanta. Yo, shout out to Slamson the Lion, the enigmatic mascot of the Sacramento Kings. Whether he's rollerblading, slam dunking, or busting out the newest Fortnite dance, I'm always down to sit stoned out of my mind and stare at a mascot act a fool during a commercial break. Why can't New York have nice things too? Why can't we have a mascot? But unless it's a Dutchman blind drunk on gin, we'd need to choose an animal instead of visually representing a knickerbocker. So course it came down in my mind to the pigeon and the rat por que no los dos why not both the city's so nice they named it twice and gave it two mascots instead of one they could just be yearing and stealing kids popcorns oh it'd be beautiful do the right thing nicks have a pigeon and a rat as your mascot we hope you all enjoyed your nicks bait And remember, the Knicks were named after a pair of 